Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Uh, we're recording in the glow of a victory. We just uh, won. The, yeah, 81 to 73 is the final Alabama over Furman. And um, that's, you know, that's a dang good win right there. I mean, it, it really is. For a lot, the, the old guard would probably say, ah, it's just Furman. Furman ain't bad, y'all. 4 0. They were 4 0 yeah. coming in to tonight. And hey, kudos to, you know, Colton Houston used to do this for Alabama. And I plead ignorance over who's in charge of you know, putting together the schedule this year. It may have been Colton. Colton now has a business in which a lot of college programs uh, use Colton for scheduling advice. He's so good at it. And uh, kudos to whoever put together this schedule because the key I've discovered over the years, the key to having a great non-conference schedule is play a bunch of winnable games against good teams Teams that that might not have, I mean, you're you know you're not going to schedule North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, and in, in, in your non-conference and win those games. No, if you're in Alabama, you have to schedule good teams from these smaller non-power leagues, but who actually are going to win a lot of games. And I know Alabama lost to Penn. I know Alabama lost to Rhode Island. You get the win over Furman tonight. These are all good teams. They're good teams. They don't have the the sexy name that you'll get from a Kansas, but but these are good teams. And 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 uh, the win over Furman, really solid. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. And uh, I'll tell you, I I didn't get to become immersed in this game like I normally do because I do a show called Sports Blitz on Tuesday nights that just happens to go on from 7 to 9 here in Alexander City. So uh, I had the game on while our show was on, so technically I wasn't even watching our show. Um, but uh, I'll, this Jalen, this Jaden Shackelford, man, I mm. dig this cat a lot. And and uh, I love – because he's the kind of guy that I think is going to be around for four years. Um, I don't right. know necessarily how his game is going to translate to the next level. Boy, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, great game tonight. A freshman that can lead the team in scoring on on any night. He's a natural scorer. Didn't think he played that great the other night against Rhode Island. But, hey, you know, you're a freshman. You're going to have nights like that. Uh, no conscience. That's what I like about this guy. You know, he. I, what's weird is Shackelford committed to Avery Johnson. He didn't mm-hmm. commit to Nate Oates. He committed to Avery Johnson. And then you watch him play and the Nate Oates system, and it's so comfortable for him. This kid has no conscience. Nate wants our kids to run the floor and put up threes. That's what this kid was born to do. He loves it. It's easy to see that when Nate Oates took the Alabama job and watched tape of Jaden Shackelford, he's like, uh, yeah, this is the kid I want because he, he is such a perfect fit. We got a little lucky there where sometimes a new coach comes in and inherits kids that aren't a good fit. Think football. Think of Brett Bielema's power football to the Chad Moore spread. And what a disaster, a disaster that was for Arkansas in two years of football. So Nate Oates, who's running a completely different offensive and defensive system from Avery Johnson, he shows up and you would think he would find a bunch of square holes and round pegs. Jaden Shackelford is exactly 
the sort of kid that that Nate Oates needs. And uh, boy, he really showed out tonight. He he's going to have a good career at Alabama. I like Luke how you point out that maybe he's a four year kid, and and by that I, I think everybody knows what you mean is a really good player who's not obviously an NBA badass that that the NBA after year two, year three is going to be saying we want you in the first round. He's not really that type of kid. He's he's really a college player. Right. And, uh, and and isn't likely ever to be projected as first-round pick. But that doesn't mean you can't be a really badass college basketball player. No, yeah, I think that's exactly what he's going to be. You know, lefty, he's got a nice shot. You're right about the no conscience. And I, and that's kind of what I want this team to have. And, boy, you know, I don't I don't bet a lot anymore. I used to bet on every game all the time. And it didn't take long for you to learn a lesson about that. But <laughs> – uh, occasionally I see something, I'm like, this is something I'm going to bet on. I'm not going to bet a lot of money, but I'm going to bet something on it. I bet on the over tonight because it seemed a little off at 153 and a half. So 81 to 73 is a great score for yours truly. How about that? How about that? And I needed, uh, you know, in you fact, bring I, in I 100K? thought that it, you bring in a hundred K got a new, I uh, did. new beach house on the way. It is. It actually, I bet two two million rupees because um, I still had some left over from India. So damn near four dollars and eighty six cents. Um, <laughs> All right, that's a Big Mac. That's a Big Mac. That's food. Yeah. That's lunch. For for people who don't know, I went to India about a year and a half ago. I talked about it a lot on the old podcast, but that's that's the old Luke Jimmy. My wife is going to Qatar on Monday, by the way, like the country Qatar, where they're having the oh, World yeah. Cup eventually. So, yeah, or do you say thing. cutter? Uh, I say cutter. You know, a lot of people say cutter, and I was saying cutter, and everybody who's been talking about it is like, oh, it's obviously Qatar. And I'm it like, you know, like well, I used to call it Qatar. And then everybody said, it's not guitar like a guitar, it's cutter. And I don't, it's you know what? Cutter. I'm like, I don't even care. I don't even like soccer, so I'm not going to watch it when it's on there. So don't worry about it. I don't it. understand it's- other countries because I'm a, a southern Alabama redneck. So, I don't understand how the world works, and it's like I, I don't understand how to pronounce these other. I mean, like Iraq and Iran, it's one letter. Why are they mad at each other? I mean, you think it's all about the letter? You think it's like yeah, we want yeah. it in? Well, you get no. Q, deal with it. I mean, you no, think no, 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 it is spelled with a Q. You mean? You really, first of all, that was a that was a horrible accent, a horrible Iranian accent with an even worse machine gun. Um, That's all I had. I mean, and it started with Qatar and Qatar, and uh, it was just striking me that I don't know how, how to say any of that or why any of it really matters. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, all, all that really matters is is the USA and Alabama in particular, and. Uh, and you know the little southwestern Alabama. That's so that's in, my whole in, world. In Jimmy Stein's world, all of the Middle East issues could be changed not not because of uh, socioeconomic progress or no, years of religious fighting, but just spellings. you know what? Y'all move a couple of letters around. You know what? How much <laughs> we spell you it's, Iraq with a C? I I R spellings and mispronunciation. You know, something funky. Let's get funky with it, guys. And speak English. Speak English. Y'all will oh, solve God. everything. God, you're going you're gonna to oh. get a shot 
for this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, nah, I suppose we're good, we're it's complex. I suppose it's complicated. Who knows? I suppose it's complicated. Um. Okay. So the college football. Well, I mean, if you want to talk any more about this Furman game, so be it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I doubt anybody yeah. really wants to. Um. You know, again, North it Carolina is just, next. North Carolina. Yeah, North next. Carolina Holy next. Atlanta. Crap. And man, I'm pissed at myself for not going. I promised myself this summer when I knew Krista was going to Qatar that I would make plans to go to Atlantis, and I just never followed through with it because I kept saying, you know, it's it's a lot of money, and I, if Alabama's going to the playoff again, I I don't want to be I don't want to choose between you know doing this at Thanksgiving, and I really wasn't sure what all my Thanksgiving plans were versus going to a college football playoff, and you know now it just turns out Alabama's probably not going to the playoff, and I could have gone, but whatever. Um, really quickly too, by the way, you know, Thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday, right? I mean, like that's, and not because I don't like giving thanks, but nobody does that anymore. I don't like Turkey. All the food is Brown at Thanksgiving. You know, you got mashed potatoes and gravy, and then you got this with gravy on it. And all the casseroles are Brown with crumbled up crackers on them and all that kind of shit. And I don't like Thanksgiving food much. I I don't, I can't wait. I'm going to literally have Thanksgiving by myself my mom just had ankle fusion surgery yesterday so she's out holy tua yeah she's had two she's had both her ankles fused i mean she, even two is two is sending her flowers um <laughs> but uh and then my three-year-old will be with her grandparents because they she just is and my wife's going to be in qatar or cutter and so i'm going to really be by myself and I'm kind of looking forward to. I think I'm going to get a really good steak and just grill it, and that's going to be Thanksgiving. And I'm, dig I it, can't man. wait. I can't wait. Dig it, dig it. Hey, and spend, so, spend. It's Thanksgiving, so you go to the, you go to your local uh, market there in Alexander City, and you spend. You get the best New York cut you can find in the town. <laughs> that's. I'm going to do it. You think? Uh, uh, Piggly Wiggly is going to be able to handle that. <laughs> you tell them. You tell them it's thanks. Uh, it's Thanksgiving. Give me the good part of that cow, man. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving and it's just me, baby. May you know cut it extra thick. Um, yeah, okay, we'll so the college football playoff. I go, right? I go to Jackson, Mississippi. I, I actually to Brandon, Mississippi, to be specific. Uh, this is the in-laws, and it's not just the in-laws. You know, it's not just uh, her dad or her dad or it. This is. This is a lot of people, and it's every year. It's, it's really it's fantastic. Uh, I, I like it. It's one of the highlights of my year. Obviously, I only see these people once a year. It's the in-laws and the extended family. But it is a Thanksgiving lunch, and every year there's about 35 to 50 people. And uh, I'm, Oh, yeah, yeah. And everybody brings food. Of course, the, the host has has prepared the most, but everybody brings food in their dishes from the turkey to the vegetables to a big, I mean, it's, it's a cool, uh, it's a cool deal. And I I love it. The food to me is great. I'm a huge fan because you pick and choose among so much. And, uh, and there's a little football on the TV and, and this is in Mississippi. Most everybody's old Miss Mississippi state fans. We're, we're, we're two of the, the few that are bammers and, uh, but there's a lot of football talk, and uh, actually, one of my wife's uh, one of my wife's cousins uh, by marriage uh, was the head football coach at Philadelphia High School, and uh, Coach Marcus Dupree, 
in high school. Oh, wow. And uh, I enjoy the heck out of the Marcus Dupree stories every Thanksgiving because I'm the one that needles them on because I, I love to hear that. And the recruiting stories and about how incredible Marcus was. Yeah, but he was the head coach for Marcus Dupree in, uh, I guess that was about 1980. So that's our yeah. Thanksgiving. So <clears throat> radically different than your steak lunch well it's gonna be i mean usually i do have some family stuff because i've got enough kids where i could have thanksgiving anytime i want to but um <laughs> you know <laughs> usually thanksgiving is uh a little bit different for me but anyway uh the college football playoffs come out oh yeah and, uh, and i watched i watched the ranking show tonight i loved it yeah i, th- I thought it was great I, I love watching the college football playoff show because i think reese and them do a great job but uh alabama still number five i think some people thought Oregon might jump them, might. And I guess we're all waiting now because I don't think Oregon will jump them after this week, even if they win at Arizona State. No. Although I'm pulling for Arizona State, of course. I don't think anybody's going to jump. Alabama, they called Alabama, what, a placeholder uh, for Oregon? That was term, and, and he took some <clears throat> yeah. heat for it on a message board. But good Lord, I mean, that's exactly what Alabama is right now. Yeah. Um. And, and so – the only thing I think that can change people's minds, barring chaos, would be if Mac Jones kicks Auburn's ass. I mean, he's going to have to really light him up. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying I think that's what would change some minds unless all the Gus Malzahn turmoil, and if you've read any Auburn message yes. board in the last 24 hours, he's you have to believe Gus Malzahn's gone. I mean, yes, I don't. A mess. I see no more support. Even if they beat Alabama, I see no, no support. I think he's out. I mean, I don't know anything, but I think he's out, and it, it's a mess over there. I'm not even sure why he's out, but I also don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, I kind of like him being where he is because I know exactly what Auburn's going to be. They're going to lose four, three to four to five games every year. That's what they're going to do. Probably four. Better chance at losing five than losing three, but occasionally lose only three. Um, but you know, he's only he won twelve games his first year. hadn't won He won ten games in seventeen and hadn't had double digits wins in any other year. And he's had ample opportunity to do that. And so we know what Gus Malzahn is, and I've, as I said on the show tonight to my co-host, who's an Auburn fan, I said, "Look." Alabama fans have been through this a million times with basketball guys. We know when you've hit your ceiling, you know, and you can support and you can do you and I on our, on an old message board where we first really met, we used to go mano y mano because you were, um, you were always like, I'm supporting them no matter what. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm supporting them. I'm supporting them. And my take was always, and this was more specifically geared towards Shula. You always like, I'm supporting him. I'm supporting him. And I was like, Jimmy, he's it's done he's he i mean and i guess i started feeling that way you know earlier than everybody else because i was like this we've seen the ceiling and the ceiling's pretty low and it's yeah. he's hit it and it's you know it took a, all these events to happen to have uh the the undefeated run for a while i guess the 10 and 0 run in uh five. in 2005 yeah. or maybe 9 and 0 before we lost LSU and Auburn back to back or whatever but um it took a lot of things to happen for, for us to get there. And then in 06, when you saw that nothing was changed, nothing he didn't adapt anything, it was still jumbo package this and put Tim Castile at fullback and 
you know, pray to the fullback gods that something good will happen. Um, and I realized this is what we're going to be. We're going to lose a lot of close games with this guy because people realize, oh, we don't have to take a lot of chances against Alabama. This is what it is. And I feel like Gus Malzahn's that same class of guy. He's, you know, he he can screw around and beat a Georgia-Alabama occasionally. But for the most part, he's more likely to lose to a bad Tennessee than he is to beat Georgia or Alabama. Now, he's going to do both on occasion, but he's never going to take Auburn to another national championship game. I, I, I don't think Auburn would ever go to the playoffs under his guidance. So I'm fine where he is. Um, what I'm worried about, I guess, But at the same time, be, he's won games. At the same he time, has won he's games. won games. And I always think it's a turmoil is good for your competitor. Now, I mean, yes. I, I do. Th- it's, it's like I told my co-host night too that, you know, whoever y'all hired, you're gonna be fired up about because his point is, well, who are we gonna get? And I said, yeah. you know, you get you get to a point of demarcation where you're like, I don't care who it is, I'll try anything, you know. Well, I think I'm not turning nothing I, down I, but the college. I, 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 everything that you said makes sense. I, I would just say that if <clears> they think they're better off with whoever is behind door number one, they are totally wrong. They are totally wrong. And and by that, I mean, Gus Malzahn may be about to fall into a better job than the guy that takes the Auburn job. Because I'm telling you, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, watch for Malzahn to wind up at FSU where he could win a national title before Auburn does. And I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying I I don't understand who Auburn thinks they're going to get who is clearly an upgrade and maybe they will i know people mocked alabama when we were chasing nick saban so i don't know what will happen over there it does appear that they're making a change and it's only going to benefit us you know in a week and a half when we uh when we play the tigers over there in jordan Hare, and we will see what happens because uh we're still alive in this playoff thing we are, and and I was encouraged that we stayed fifth. I kind of expected us to uh, to move down. Yeah, I to thought sixth. we'd fall to six. I thought we'd fall to six behind Oregon, but we will eventually. If Oregon wins out, I think we're going to end up behind him. I know if we beat Auburn, there's the argument we beat Auburn and they lost. <clears throat> I agree. Heck, I think we're a better team than Oregon, even with Mac Jones. That's my opinion, but it's also my opinion that they're going to keep Oregon ahead of us, and we won't be in the playoff. Well, here's the other thing, and I and I agree with you there too. If if Oregon wins out and we win out, um, I would say it's more likely they get in than us, unless we really uh, humiliate Auburn. And here's the other thing: if I were Alabama and I'm trying to sell this, I, I don't know that any of this would be true, but I would try and sell it. Okay, we're not getting Tua back, but there's been, there's a good chance we'd have LeBron Ray back. There is a right. chance. There is a a smidgen of a chance we could have Dylan Moses back. I'm maybe. saying that and I, maybe, maybe ish. I don't know. Maybe uh, ish. Maybe Josh McMillan back. Maybe know. ish. Trey Sanders. Trey Sanders back. I mean, maybe I'm ish. trying to, I'm using this voice to exhibit <laughs> the fact that I don't believe it myself, but that's what I would use to sell it. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Exactly. We will be health. We will be healthier. There's no. And here's my thing about inclusion for me. My inclusion for me almost comes down to this. And yeah, I know what I'm saying sounds. Uh, I think us that really know football know this is flimsy. 
But you can say this forcefully and it still means something. If I'm listening to the debate in the committee room, let's say it just comes down to this, because this is what I really think it's going to come down to. Let's say it comes down to this. Oregon is a 12 and one Pac 12 champion. Oklahoma is a 12 and one Big 12 champion. Alabama is an 11 and one. They finish second in the West. But it's those three teams and only one can go. I, I think, it, by the way, I think it'll be Oregon. And yet it will be raised that Alabama beat Auburn and Auburn beat Oregon and all that stuff is going to be raised. In the end, I think they give it to one of the conference champions and not Alabama. But if I could float in the room and be some sort of omnipotent voice that they all hear, this is the thing I would say. Everybody take your credit card out. Everybody on the committee, take your credit card out and bet on the winner. Alabama versus Oregon. Alabama versus Oklahoma. You're betting on Alabama. You're betting on Alabama. You know, even with Mac, they're the best team. Don't let this conference champion moniker change the fact that you know Alabama's the best team. Because if Alabama played Oregon with Mac Jones on a neutral field, we all know right now Alabama will be a five-point favorite. And if Alabama's playing Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts with Mac Jones on a neutral field, you know Alabama would be a five-point favorite. So why are you putting in Oklahoma or an, an Oklahoma or Oregon when you know Alabama will be favored to win the game? And you would bet on Alabama to win the game. So that's my no, that, that's my that's my that, spiel. That's a good point. I have something to add to it. But speaking of things we know, I know something good to do is to call oh. Roman. Oh heck yeah. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, as nope. you're about to find out. No, it's not. Yeah. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it, or, hey, I thought they were going to drop Oregon, I mean, drop Alabama below Oregon, and it kind of affected me all day. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. Or, hey, I just did something an hour ago, and you're (laughs) expecting too much. (laughs) And, you know, I was imagining you, and now that you're really here, it's not the same. Um, But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for all ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. And frankly, just that's it's not even a problem. It's a, this is a solution. That's a solution. It's not a problem. Call yeah, I'd even call would them. you even call it a fixer upper? 
I don't know. It's, it's a, a fix. Thinker, I guess. <laughs> it's a fix. It's well, a fix. Anywho, Call them. Uh, I like what you were saying there about uh, floating in and, we, and the committee and saying who to bet who to bet on. Um, yeah, don't don't sit there if you're a committee member and say Oregon just won the Pac-12. They're a conference champion. We got to put them in. It says four best teams. Who's better? And and and, and uh, don't twist yourself into a pretzel over it. Who's better? Alabama plays Oregon. Who's gonna win? Well, and the other thing, Jimmy, that that I think the the committee gets right more so than most of the talking heads or fans around the country. Agreed. When they say conference champion, that is you're making the assumption that all conferences are created equal. Oregon's exactly. if Oregon only has one loss, Alabama's only has one loss. When all the all the chips are down. Oregon's one loss was to Auburn. And you can say, well, Oregon was just, you know, they were missing some wide receivers. They weren't as good. I would also say, hey, guess what, guys? It was a true freshman's first start, and they Oregon had a 21-3 lead. They couldn't hold a 21-3 lead against a true freshman and an offense that looks totally inept in the, in the SEC. And so, it all counts. If it doesn't count, why play the game? Exactly. And – that's Oregon's lone loss to Auburn, and let's assume Alabama does win that game. And so, therefore, I guess Auburn would finish tied for third in the West, whereas Alabama's loss would be to the number one team in the college football playoff that nobody has held below 23 points all season long. Correct. And with the, with the Heisman Trophy winner. There's no proof. I, There's no proof that Alabama is anything worse than the second best team. True. And you know, I that's why I hate the well you didn't you you didn't even win your own division. Yeah, but you're assuming all divisions are equal. They're yeah. not equal. The same people that say that, if you tell them, can you imagine a world in which Ohio State and Michigan are the two best teams by far? Those people would say yes. It's possible. It's even probable one of these days that will be the situation. Yes, sometimes the two best teams in football may not only be from the best conference, but in the same division, Ohio State and Michigan, Alabama and LSU. It's it's very easy to imagine. We've seen it before. In 2011, yes, Alabama won the national championship game 21 to nothing, but those were the two best teams. If LSU played anyone else that night, particularly Oklahoma State, they would have destroyed them. Here's another thing I'd, I'd add to that. You know, because everybody loves to say, well, football, you know, NFL doesn't do it that way. They blah, blah, blah. How much better would sup- the Super Bowls be in the Brady-Manning era when both of them were in the AFC? And instead of playing in the AFC championship games, those two are playing in the Super Bowl. And because right. But because they're confined – by being in the AFC and NFC, you know, it, sometimes it would be Peyton Manning and, or, or and, uh, you know, the, the Chicago dead gum bears, you know, who have no offense <laughs> or it'd be Tom Brady and, um, and who the Philadelphia Eagles with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens with a broken leg. I mean, that's, that's, you know, wouldn't it be better if you saw the best? That's why I, I sort of am. I'm on the train of, Hey, look, I'm fine with having conferences because I think I think it's cool to win your conference or whatever. But when you get into like if you're going to do playoffs, let's let's make it 
where it's just, okay, here are the best two teams. Let's keep them on opposite sides so that they don't meet up in this first round or third round or whatever, and they get it into the ultimate prize. Um, that's one thing in, in with the AHSA that bothers me sometimes is that um, when you, you have in the – for instance, because – and I know it's a logistical thing with the AHSA sometimes, but you might have a game in the second round that could literally be the best two teams in the state. But because region this plays region that and the seed from region that plays the seed from region this, no matter who it is, when it is, what time it is, sometimes the best two teams in the state play in the second round, and I just don't like that. I wish that there was a way to make it a little more, uh, hey, look, if you kicked ass all season, you should be rewarded with an easier path to the championship. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, and and w- w- one, one uh, thing on that point, there is a segment of, of college football society that thinks the playoff should be a tournament of conference champions. I, I really believe that's true. I think a lot of fans, a lot of writers, a lot of the media people, let's, hey, you win your conference on the field. Let's put all the conference champions in a little four or five team tournament and duke it out between the conference champions. Okay, well, you know who's about to play for the ACC championship and could be 60 minutes away? Pitt. Pitt yeah. right now is, is likely to play Clemson for the ACC championship. And if you believe that if Pitt somehow, some way, a seven turnover game in bad weather, who knows what the hell can happen in one 60-minute game. But if you think Pitt has earned their way into a four-team playoff to play for the national championship, you don't deserve an opinion. That's stupid. <laughs> You need to be in in Iraq with spelled with a C U E on the end. I, that pisses me off because that's just not, like you said. It doesn't matter where the teams come from. It's about the best teams. If the two best teams are from one league, great. Hey, if Minnesota beats Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, and by the way, I think Minnesota is an eight and four team in the SEC. But if Minnesota. If Minnesota beats Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, put both their asses in. I mean, put both of them in. I, I don't care that they're in the, the same league. If Minnesota beats Ohio State and finishes 12-1 and with a win over Ohio State in the championship game, put them in. And don't keep Ohio State out. They've been probably the most dominant team all year. So what I'm saying, I'm not being so SEC biased. I can't see straight. I mean – I think it is conceivable that the two best teams are in one league. It can happen. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Here's, a, here's an interesting question. Can A&M beat either Georgia or LSU? They play Georgia and LSU back-to-back oh back now. Can a and who has not lost since they lost to us, can they yeah. beat one of those two teams? I think they can. You just backed me into a corner. I'll go ahead and say it right here on the podcast. And gosh, I hate being wrong because I'm so wrong all the time about everything. But uh, I was going to say you couple, you are wrong. I'm, I'm wrong. All the, how do you hate it? You I, seem I'm to embrace cap, it. I'm the, I'm the captain of being wrong. But uh, I texted a couple buddies a few minutes ago and said it emphatically. So I'll say it right here. Uh, I think A and M beats Georgia Saturday. I think Texas A and M will beat Georgia this Saturday in Athens. That's my opinion. Okay. I can see – what's the line on that game, by the way? Do you know? I do not know. 
All right, I'm going to look it up. We should. That's again. That's probably some homework we should do before the show. We admit we <laughs> Off readily admit this. Top of my this. head, top of my head, I would say Georgia favored by thirteen. Okay, it's probably a good guess, but I, all right. So you say thirteen. Let me pull up. My, I'm I have guessing. My, I, I, I have really Alabama have no game my ESPN app. So I don't. I screwed that up. All right, let's see. Georgia and A and M. Where the hell is it? Uh, it is thirteen and a half. That's a good call by you. Holy shit. Um. So. Yeah, but I think they can do it too. Here's the thing. Like, this is year two for Jimbo Fisher. He had – I'm not going to call last year's seven overtime win against LSU as like his signature win, but he's due a signature win. You might not like him. You, I mean, he, you may think he's an asshole and left, uh, left Florida State in shambles in a way. He probably did, all those things. But he's also a really good coach. He's getting a signature win, and those signature wins typically come in year two. And I think he's going to get one. I believe, just like you, it's going to happen against Georgia. But holy hell, who else would love to – I mean, what a shitty draw for them to go to Georgia and to LSU to wrap their season. <laughs> to end the year? After, oh, they've already played Clem- after they've already played Clemson and Alabama and Auburn early. That's oh, a God. crazy – that's a crazy sketch. Also, that, and I, I just think mathematically – A&M is likely to win one of those five games. But like you said, they're playing better. Georgia's offense is a mess. A&M's defense has been surprisingly good. A&M has a running back that can can chew up clock. I I just like A&M's chances to win the game. Now, if you're saying, Jimmy, are you saying Texas A&M is a better football team than Georgia? No. I'm just saying that sometimes sometimes the the best team doesn't always win the game. And I just like A&M here. And uh, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Here, I'm here's wrong what's funny. I'm not. If that, I were, if I'm I, not doing like but, you did with the over tonight. I'm not running to Biloxi and putting all my money on AM. I'm gonna say I think AM is gonna win the game. If I were a Georgia fan and I'd listen to this podcast earlier, I'd be like, okay, Jimmy, I got a scenario for you. If I could just float in and be uh, this omnipresent <laughs> figure in the room, I'm gonna say, Jimmy, pull your credit card out. Who you betting on? <laughs> And you're going to, you know, I you're betting it. on Georgia, I would too. But I, I think we <laughs> might be wrong. Straight up, I bet Georgia with the points. I'm all over AM. But again, I, I think AM's going to win the game. I really like AM here. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. The Jimmy Stein yep. guarantee. Bet your kidney. Um, Take any, your kidney out and bet it. I've only got two left. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I've I sold a couple, I pawned a couple, and got them back back in my old gambling days. Um, really that, quickly, so I can't do that. let me throw out a shout out tonight to one of my new favorite players on the whole planet Earth, Mac Jones. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Mac. I I like Mac. I mean, I like he's he's full of personality. He's a great interview. He's a smart he's a little cocky. kid. I love it. I love it. The yeah, I'm down with Jared it. Jared Maiden. If you guys haven't heard it, the story that Jared Maiden told today in his, his uh, interview with the media, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing and all, but uh, Jared Maiden was one of the players that spoke with the uh, Alabama media beat writers today, and he was asked about Mac's confidence. Mac is sort of famous around the team for his confidence and swagger, and when Mac was a freshman on the scout team, they're, you know, they're, they're you know, running their plays against the first-team defense and preparation for a game, and Mac, about two or three snaps in a row, throws the ball to fellow freshman Tyrell Shavers and makes big plays, two or three snaps in a row. And Nick Saban, 
who of course watches practice. Nick, I don't know what his specific complaint was or what he was mad about, but Nick runs out on the field and tells Mac, stop throwing it to the one guy, spread it around, stop throwing it to him because two or three times Terrell had gotten loose and scored. So Nick tells Mac, stop throwing to that one guy. And Mac, the freshman, yells right back at Nick, tell your defense to stop it. And, it's a, it's a and Jared Maiden told that story today to the media and as a way to illustrate how Mac showed up, a real confident kid. I mean, who tells Nick Saban as a freshman, tell your defense to stop it? And that, to me, is why I like Mac Jones. I, I think there is – who Mac is and Alabama fans' perception of Mac, and it's completely different. I think Alabama fans perceive Mac as some sort of doppelganger of Greg McElroy, who's this really smart game manager. He's careful, he's likable. Uh, Greg McElroy never met a check down he didn't like. Uh, Greg's never going to make a mistake because he's right. too smart. Mac is totally different than that. Mac is a Confident kid with a lot of swagger. If his first read is the 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 slant and his second read is the go route, Mac's going to peek at that go route first. That's just who he is, and uh, he he want he wants to cut you. He want he wants to win the game. He wants to be a gunslinger. He's really more gunslinger than game manager. And I'm not sure Alabama fans really understand that or see that, but that's that's who he is. That's why I like him, and that's why I think Matt gives Alabama an excellent chance going to Auburn and win. He won't be yeah. overwhelmed on that stage. Yeah, I don't think fans are going to buy into that until they see it. You know, just because they yeah. they assume yeah. you know that yeah. there's a tremendous drop off from Tua to to Mac, and and I mean certainly rightfully so. There's a, but there's a tremendous drop off from Tua to anybody. I mean, so yeah, but I think um, they just judge Mac because he looks a certain yeah. way. They're like, oh, that guy looks like Greg. He's Greg. No, no, he's not Greg at all. That I mean, I know he looks like he's not like Greg. And I'm not criticizing Greg. I'm just saying people think of Greg, they think of smart game manager, check down Charlie, uh, a guy that's never going to lose the game, a guy that's like, oh, I'm not going to throw it deep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to this guy. Even if we have to punt, we're still going to win the game. And that's how they see Mac. But Mac is not like that. <laughs> Check down, Charlie. Why Check are you giving Charlie. him like World War II nicknames? <laughs> That's all I got, man. Oh, this whole my whole thing has been about war. I got Iraq shooting in Iran. Iran shooting in Iraq. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm insulting Qatar. Qatar, whatever see, it is. We got old check down Charlie over there, and over there, there's Foxtrot Willie. You can't even, you know, <laughs> you got never heard of check down. Check down Charlie. Charlie. You don't like that. That's pretty funny, though. I mean, have people really called him that? I just missed it. Is that uh, I think, been a thing? I think, I, think, I think that is something that was floating around the football building, yeah. And all that means is it's not even really an insult. He won a national championship. It's just like. I know, I know what it means. It just sounds, it sounds like the worst, whitest nickname anybody could ever get. <laughs> he never made a check down he didn't like. I mean, it's like, hey, look. Why do you want me to throw deep to Julio? My back yeah. is wide open over here on the yeah. right. He's Can't you open. see Roy Upchurch right there? He's right he's, there. He's only eight yards from me, and he is <laughs> wide open. 
I'm going to underhand it to him. It's so much safer because I'm, I'm gonna, checked down Charlie. <laughs> toss it uh, to Roy. Uh, uh, all right. Well, look, That's we got about a minute and a half left here, so right. we'll just say roll tide, and we will uh, we will be back tomorrow with more fun and frivolity and and plans for shaping reshaping the Middle East. <laughs> we will break down the Western Carolina catamounts starting tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to promise that. I can't. I told you, I'm not doing a lot of Western Carolina. Yeah. I can't name I can't anyone name. on their team other than Smith and Jones and Brown. It took me a while to learn what a paladin was. I'm, you think I'm going to start investigating catamounts? Um, <laughs> I don't even think it's right. a cat. Is it a cat? <laughs> I don't oh, think that's... it is either. That's a good point. That's a good question. Um, all right. Roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.